Time for an update from the Northwest Minnesota Arts Council on Pioneer Radio, KSRQ and Northern Thunder. And before we get to our guest from Foston, Minnesota, I'd like to remind you of a deadline coming up for arts grants applications with the Arts Council. That deadline is August 1st, and arts legacy grants up to $10,000 are available. To find out more about that, Contact the Arts Council based in Warren and the director of the Arts Council, Mara Hanel. The website, by the way, is northwestminnesotaartscouncil.org, northwestminnesotaartscouncil.org, and the director, Mara Hanel, her phone number, area code 218-745-8886, 218-745-8886. Again, that's in Warren. And she'll be more than happy to walk you through the process of applying for grants. Again, that deadline is coming up on August the 1st. My guest joins me from Foston, Minnesota, Rosalind, known as Roz Watnamo. Hello, Roz, how are you? Yes, hello. I'm doing great today. Thank you. Wonderful. Our topic today concerns an exhibit at our campus up in Thief River at Northland College. It's called the Tiny art exhibit. Now, before we talk about that specific exhibit, I'd like to ask about your interest in art. How far back does that go, Roz? Um, My interest in art is uh, probably a lifelong interest, um, but it really peaked in the early 70s when I was introduced to a needle art called Hardanger Embroidery. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know what that is, uh, describe that for me. Yeah, there's probably quite a few people who don't know what hardanger embroidery is. Uh, it's a Norwegian embroidery that originated back, um, oh, centuries ago probably, but it got its name hardanger embroidery from the hardanger fjord region in western Norway along the coast there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where it uh, officially got the name hardanger embroidery. And it was used uh, by the... Norwegians there, um, they had adapted it. It was a a white work embroidery, and they used it on their Norwegian bunads, on their national costumes for decorating borders of aprons and collars and cuffs on their blouses. And they uh, named it Hardanger Embroidery. I've seen that quite often, and uh, specifically around Sitnamai, when you have folks dressed up in costume. Yeah. Yes, very good. Yes, it's a very fine needle art. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, when they think of art, um, it is paintbrushes and canvas, but my canvas is even weave fabric, and my brush is a blunt point tapestry needle. Mm-hmm. How many items have you uh, produced, would you say, over the years? Wow. Um, Hundreds? Thousands? Oh, <laughs> thousands, actually, because... Really? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I began this back in the early 70s when uh, a friend of mine, Sue Meyer, and I decided, well, we lived in Fargo-Moorhead for 40-some years. We grew up around here, I did, in the rural Foston area, Mm -hmm. and then lived in Fargo-Moorhead for 40-some years, and then we've retired and moved back up to the Foston area. Uh, But while in Fargo, um, we started a business called Nordic Needle, and featured was Hardanger Embroidery. Um, we had learned this uh, through a women's group at Concordia, 
and it uh, really took hold of us, and we decided we needed to develop this because it was pretty much becoming a lost art, and so we decided we needed to publish books, we needed to start designing, and so ever since the mid-70s, uh, 1975, we opened the doors, and 1977, we produced our first book on hardanger embroidery. Wow. Is that business still open in the Fargo-Moorhead area? Yeah, I had sold out in 2014, and two of my employees purchased it. Right now, it's an online business and carries some of the basic supplies for Hardanger mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And I imagine, too, your clientele reached beyond Fargo-Moorhead. Yeah, yeah. We had the, you know, the the actual physical store, but right. when the internet net hit, uh, we took advantage of that, and we, our business was worldwide. We had customers from uh, many, many countries. Wow. Um, we had a mail order business that reached out all over the world, and we had a um, online presence, of course, there that grew over the years. And I think at mm-hmm. one point we had like 120,000 mail-order customers, and then we had a wholesale division as well of about 1,200 shops that we would sell our products to. My guest again is Roz Watnimo from Foston. It says here she's an artist, and she certainly is, but she's also a businesswoman too. That's an amazing story. And so as you... Uh, worked your way through what you did in art. I'm hearing in your conversation a concern for keeping up tradition. Is that true? That is true. Um, Back in the 70s, there were a very few publications on hardanger embroidery. So our first book um, featured finishing, I mean, uh, instructions on how to do the actual stitches and then we shared some of the traditional patterns that had come from Norway by immigrants here. And then Sue and I decided that we needed to try design our own, and it worked. <laughs> we, did, yeah. we discovered we were able to do that. Um, Hardanger embroidery is a very precise uh, geometric type embroidery. It involves cutting and removing some of the fabric threads and weaving designs um, after we have removed some of the fabric threads. And it just um, was something that was became a passion. And to this day, I'm still designing, even though I don't have a business anymore. Um, I'm still designing and stitching almost daily. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think the things that are in the display up there are very tiny pieces, because that's that was the theme of the tiny art, uh, but over the years I've um, designed and published um, pieces for runners and tablecloths and larger framed pieces and um, several different items like that. So is all the work done by hand? Yes, everything is done by hand. There's no machines involved at all. Okay. And it's all... Everything I do anymore is my own designs. I don't copy patterns from anybody. So. Right. Have you ever patented a design or more than one design? Yeah, all of our books, uh, everything is is um, copyrighted, not patented okay. as such. All right, copyrighted, yeah. yeah. Copyright. Yeah. How many books have you sold? Any guess? 
sold. I have no clue. Our first book that we published in 1977, I think we we were in like the 19th reprint of that, and we wow. would print anywhere from five, three to 5,000 at a time of that first instruction book. So we've published over 150 books uh, total, and then plus individual patterns and kits that we uh, designed and published that okay. way. So All right. Number-wise, I have I have lost track years ago. <laughs> a lot of them. Now, when you say we, let's talk about the others involved in this process, along with yourself. Who are they? Well, when I said we, I was referring to my business partner Sue Meyer, who um, uh, we worked together at Concordia College, and and uh, that's when we decided to start the business. Okay. And, and uh, she of course, is retired as well and moved to uh, the Chicago area. But that was the we of Nordic okay. Needle, Sue and Roz. All right. Now yes. we know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Roz Watnamo from Faustin, our guest, on this Tuesday, July 13th. When we talk about the exhibit now, it's called the Tiny Art Exhibit, and that's uh, being shown at the Northland College campus up in Thief River. What's on display from you at the exhibit? Yes, I have some tiny designs. Um, they are ornaments, hardanger ornaments, as well as uh, card inserts. That's been my latest passion, I guess, since the pandemic hit and I was able, I stayed home, of course, but I, I needed an outlet, so I began stitching hardanger embroidery designs and inserting them in greeting cards, and I think I sent out about 120 of these cards to different friends and relatives just mm-hmm. as an encouragement to them. And right. it kept me busy, and it kept me designing. And so some of those cards are on display up there as well. Okay. And as such, you're basically retired now, but would you do uh, work on request? Mostly I do small items, and I do sell some of my hardanger Small okay. items. Okay. Um, on request would be a stretch for me because most likely they would be large pieces and right. they would take lots of time to do, and I don't mm-hmm. think many people are willing to pay for yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to smaller designs that I can give away or sell yeah. at a yeah. very, very um, reasonable price. <laughs> We're talking made in the USA, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, Rose, have I missed any points to talk about today with you in our conversation? Well, I'd like to um, just encourage people. um, These traditional Scandinavian arts, um, we don't want to lose them again. Um, There are many people through the books over the years that have learned how to do it, and we, we don't want to lose that again. So the books, many books are available online, you know, and on eBay and People are interested in this. They should look them up, and there are instructions out there online at the NordicNeedle.net website. There's all the stitch instructions are free of charge, and just encourage people to keep up with their ethnic ties and uh, keep hardunger going. You can't beat the price. Free, yeah. NordicNeedle.net is that correct? Yes, there's a .com address also for merchandise, but the NordicNeedle.net has the stitch instructions. NordicNeedle.net. Roz, it's been a real joy talking with you. Stay healthy out there in Foston. Thank you very much. 
Take care. You too. Yeah, bye bye. That's Roz Watnamo from Foston. Our update from the Arts Council every Tuesday at 3.05 on Pioneer 90.1.